This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Meal Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Meal Tribune and Rosebud Multimedia. You can find it online at www.mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. It's also available at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. Polenta was one of the first podcast topics that I tackled back in October last year. And it was inspired by what I thought at the time to be a lifesaver meal after I'd had a difficult day and a family member had offered to make me and my kids dinner and at first I was just sort of feeling antisocial and <laughs> changed my mind when I recalled how this dish of soft polenta which is really the Italian version of what people in the American South refer to as grits the difference being Polenta is typically yellow cornmeal, and grits are most often white cornmeal. But the Italian version is often served with a ragu. And this particular meal that I'm recalling mentioned in my podcast from October 30th, 2017, had a lovely ragu of several types of mushrooms, including some wild mushrooms, reconstituted from dried fungus inspired by a recipe from one of Lydia Stianich's cookbooks. And of course, she is sort of the famed Italian-American chef whose show has been on PBS. My conclusion in that podcast, in the blog, was that Polenta really is such a lovely comfort food that can be prepared ahead of time, assembled in the morning if you're anticipating a busy day like I was, and then baked in the evening or um, if you spread it out on a sheet pan in an even layer and cool it and then cut it into squares or triangles, it can be griddled which is how my family most recently enjoyed it. And it's also just a really, really great meal in a pinch that can be pulled together from pantry staples. I certainly would advocate to keeping dry polenta on hand. I always have it on hand. And if it isn't the instant variety, if it's just the standard cornmeal labeled polenta, typically in bulk bins at supermarkets that have those, it does take anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes to make depending on the quantity but it's easy you know it's it's stirring you can put any kind of cheese or dairy product in it to enrich the flavor whatever happens to be in your fridge really it it doesn't need much more than that my most recent blog however also talks about the polenta as as this really great adaptable ingredient for alternative diets. Just like it's blank canvas, it can be made vegan. You don't have to put any kind of dairy product in it at all. My sister-in-law recently came for a visit and is eliminating from her diet for health reasons soy, 
dairy, and wheat. So corn is a really great alternative for people who are gluten-free. I prepared our polenta totally bare bones with salted water. And that's that's really all you need if you're serving it as a side dish to some other bold flavors. Of course, I did acknowledge that any kind of dairy product, and again, polenta, it's very, very versatile, very forgiving, can add a certain a little bit of sour cream. You can add a little bit of buttermilk if you have like I often do like a quarter cup of buttermilk from a recipe left over in the fridge Um, you can stir in butter any kind of finely chopped or grated cheese or if you are trying to make this friendly to everyone's palate at the table you can easily pass those things around on the side which is what we happen to do with some grated parmesan I actually posted in my most recent blog from August 28th, a recipe for sweet corn and chive polenta. And this is a recipe that's really right in line with what I'm talking about, just intensifying the flavors of the polenta with a little bit of sauteed sweet onion, such as Vidalia or Walla Walla Sweet, and some sweet corn kernels cut from the cob, which of course this time of year when they're in season are such a great locally grown item in particular and once we've had a few meals of corn on the cob maybe we buy you know an extra ear or two more than we're going to eat their leftover this is a really really nice way to use up you know that either leftover kind of steamed corn on the cob or grilled or the odd kind of ear that never made it into the pot this recipe from the chicago tribune does call for butter But again, to make this suitable to dairy-free diet, you can simply substitute some oil for sauteing the onion. And it also calls for garnishes of small pearls of fresh mozzarella, those cherry tomato-sized ones that often are seen this time of year in a salad of cherry tomatoes. They're listed as optional. Really lovely with this. Again, you can just pass them on the side. Again, those ingredients are a quarter cup of butter, one small sweet onion peeled and finely chopped, three cups fresh sweet corn kernels, that's from five to six small ears of corn, four cups chicken broth, and of course, to make this vegetarian or vegan, substitute vegetable or mushroom broth or stock. It calls for a half a teaspoon salt and more to taste. A cup of instant polenta. Instant polenta can be purchased on the imported foods aisles of large supermarkets, or it certainly can be ordered and online. But there's no reason why you couldn't use regular polenta. You're just going to spend about twice the amount of time cooking it than it calls for here, which is about five minutes. So you figure on, you know, 10, 15 minutes or so for a cup of polenta. For garnishing freshly ground black pepper. I've mentioned in this podcast numerous times, I I also really like white pepper. And particularly when you're serving a dish like this, that's on the pale side, you don't necessarily always want black flecks in it. So I like the flavor and just the um, aesthetic of white pepper in this case. Chopped fresh chives for garnish. And again, those mozzarella balls. So to make sweet corn 
and chive polenta. In a small skillet over medium heat, melt a quarter cup butter. Add the peeled and finely chopped sweet onion and saute until golden brown and soft for about five minutes. Stir in half of the corn kernels, about one and a half cups of sweet corn kernels cut from the cob. And then set that saute pan aside. In a blender, puree the remaining one and a half cup corn kernels until very smooth. A food processor also would work for this. In a large heavy bottom saucepan over medium heat, combine four cups broth. And again, this could be chicken, could be vegetable, could be mushroom, and a half teaspoon salt. Bring that to a simmer. Whisking continuously, add the cup of polenta in a slow, steady stream until the mixture is smooth. Reduce the heat to very low. Cook, stirring often with a wooden spoon until the mixture is thick and creamy for about five minutes. This recipe does recommend using a splatter guard to prevent getting splashed with hot polenta. And I'll have to say that I always thought this admonishment was maybe being a little overly cautious. I mean, granted, there's something about the pressure that builds up within the pot of polenta that's simmering away and the consistency of the polenta itself that when the steam breaks through the surfaces you're stirring, little flecks of polenta that splash out are just nuclear hot. <laughs> I've never really encountered anything like it. It, having been burned by any number of things over the years, cooking, even hot oil while deep frying. But I incurred definitely the most significant burn I've ever had while cooking polenta this past weekend right on the back of my hand. The second degree burn that blistered and the skins peeled off. This process can be a little precarious. Definitely consider a splatter guard to prevent getting splashed. I was sort of stirring this very, very carefully, you know, extending my arm way out. The distance that it travels definitely is something to to watch for. So use a splatter guard to prevent getting burned potentially. Once the polenta is thick and creamy, it'll kind of start to pull away from the sides of the pot. Stir the corn puree into the polenta. Cook stirring on low for two minutes, then stir in the onion corn kernel mixture from the saute pan, simmering for a few more minutes. Season to taste with a little bit more salt and pepper and serve this garnished with plenty of chives and top with the mozzarella balls if desired. Now, this can be prepared up to the point of garnishing with the chives and the mozzarella balls, as I did this past weekend for my family, pouring it out on a baking sheet and allowing it to cool, solidify, and it can be cut into squares. It's all a matter of taste, what you prefer for texture. I happen to love soft polenta with just about anything. I often serve it with sauteed shrimp for my family and greens, hearty winter greens such as kale for kind of a play on shrimp and grits. Collard greens, of course, would be very traditional. We, we love those as well. But in this particular case, we wanted to be preparing our meal outside 
on a portable griddle we have and a pellet smoker for the meat course. And so it made sense to cool the polenta, have it firm up, and be able to cut it and crisp it up on either side on the griddle. And that is really, really delicious as well. Another great way to sort of diversify this recipe. I doubled my recipe and made extra knowing that I could then freeze it and keep it on hand for really quick meals without the risk of getting burned again making the polenta over the next few months. I have now, after this weekend, a gallon-sized Ziploc bag of polenta squares in my freezer ready to go that can easily be crisped up in a pan with a little bit of oil. You can dust the polenta squares in a little bit of seasoned flour and serve that with just about anything. It's absolutely delicious for breakfast with poached eggs. Again, another family favorite. Any kind of summer vegetable saute. I had some recently as well with some sauteed eggplant and tomato all kind of mixed together, sprinkled with some feta cheese and freshly chopped basil. So consider polenta as an easy, versatile, blank canvas comfort food and something that's very, very adaptable. You can find that recipe on my blog, The Whole Dish, at www.mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish and at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food.